superpowers on the Super Power Up Podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers Podcast Show. I'm your host, Tatiana Berenday, and today we've got a super juicy topic sacred money, sacred sex, and sacred bliss with Monika Sawyer. I'm so excited to have Monika with me today. She is just a phenomenal woman. And I love this part of her bio. So she's often been described as one of the most joyful people that you will ever meet. Uh, Monika finds her bliss through helping people live a life filled with meaning, purpose, passion, and joy. She's been a whole life mastery coach for over a decade now, and her unique strategies have helped clients create a whole new sense of power, energy, and excitement about their relationships, business, and their lives. She's the best-selling author of the award-winning book, Choose Bliss, The Power and Practice of Joy and Contentment, and she's been featured on ABC, NBC, The CW, Fox, and numerous radio shows across the country. Yay, I'm so happy to have you here with me today, Monica. Oh, thank you, Tatiana. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. All right, so let's dive into it. Tell us what your superpowers are. (laughs) I am the blissful millionaire. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I would say my superpower without a shadow of a doubt is to live in bliss and to inspire others to do the same. That's a pretty awesome superpower. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit more, tell us a little bit more about how you, how you do that. What, what does that look like in your life and in your work? Yeah, so actually first let me define bliss because I know a lot of people, when they hear that word, there's all kinds of different impressions of what that is, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let me just start by defining it. So bliss, from my perspective, is a really deep sense of joy and contentment and confidence that you can handle anything that comes your way in life. Mm-hmm. It's all about um, emotional resilience and emotional mastery. So that your baseline emotion is a state of joy. So it doesn't mean that we don't have the full range of emotions. It just means that when things go wrong and life happens, right, Mm -hmm. that we're able to come back more quickly to that baseline of joy and contentment. Does that make sense? Yes. And thank you so much for defining it that way, because I think that that can often be a trap in like the spiritual world of this idea of bliss, meaning you have to always be happy every single moment of the day. So thank you for saying that that doesn't mean that you don't have the full range of emotions and you just get to be more resourced in how to, how to return to joy, even going through the whole cycle. Exactly. And my, thank you. My true belief is that life is to be fully lived and fully Mm -hmm. experienced. And then, emotions like because our, we want a base this does not mean that we don't allow ourselves to go to that place of disappointment sadness even depression like those emotions are a resource for us they teach us things about ourselves and our life and our experience but we don't want to live in those places that are all about the lesson we want to also stay at that baseline of joy like be able to come back to that so we so we build our strength does that make sense totally and i and i i love how you said that about not staying in the place that's all about the lesson i think it's 
it's easy to get stuck there because it's like, oh, I'm learning. And in order for me to learn, it has to be hard, which means I never get to have fun and it never gets to be good. And I, I know that I myself was in that trap for years of my life. And it was like, no, I'm doing the right thing because I'm learning and it's hard, you know, but it's like, yeah, it could also be like super awesome too. Yeah. And we deserve that, don't we? We deserve Absolutely. the rewards of the lessons, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So, yeah. So anyway, so thank you for letting me define that. So let me tell you a little bit about kind of how I got to my work. Um, my parents came to this country in 1967 from India with just $200 in their pocket and a dream to build a better life for themselves and their family. And daddy had heard that the golden ticket to wealth in the United States was to buy real estate. So he wanted to do that. And so they, as soon as they could, they bought their very first home. And then they had me, I'm their oldest daughter. And then they started to save all of their nickels and dimes to buy investment properties so that they could give me the future that they wanted for me. So my mom would sew with her Indian fabrics, you know, the curtains for the wall. And the, and the pillows for the cushions so she could still have a beautiful home but she could also save the money to build their future so fast forward 18 years and mom and dad through their real estate investing were able to then pay for my college education and the college education of my two sisters that came after me they were also able to pay for all of our weddings. And now they're retired in a 5,000 square foot home on a lake with four bedrooms for their girls to be able to come home to. And they're living the lifestyle that they, that they deserve and want after all those years of hard work, which to me is so gratifying and so amazing that they're still independent because not very many people can do that. So real estate really served them. Now, when I got out of college, I really the same independence. Like I was a woman that wanted to be able to take care of myself, but I also had seen the way my dad had suffered with stress um, as I was growing up. Real estate had caused him a lot of stress around money and tenants and anybody who's ever invested in real estate kind of understands the challenges that come up around that. And that's what I had seen with my dad. And so one day my dad sat me across, sat me down at the kitchen table. Um, I was trying to make some decisions about where I was going to go in my life. And he said to me, Monica, everybody has money issues. Do you want poor people money issues? or rich people money issues? That's a really good question. Right? And it, wow, what an interesting perspective, right? So, um, so yeah, I decided I wanted money, uh, rich people money issues, that I was going to be independent and I could take care of myself. Um, but the thing that I decided is that I wanted the issues piece kind of taken out of that equation. And what I mean is I did not want all the stress my dad suffered with. Mm -hmm. So I did start investing in real estate, but over the last 23 years that I have been investing, I've developed techniques and strategies to make the process not only not stressful, but actually joyful and blissful. Mm 
So what I like to say is I've created a process. Building wealth brings joy and supports joy in my life rather than sucking the life out of me like it does with so many people. And so that's how I've gotten to my work. And so many people around me have watched what I'm doing. And so kind of naturally, I started coaching around this. And I found that it's so important. You know, I don't think that money can buy us happiness. But I do think that when you feel safe, you're able to focus so much more on being joyful and happy in your life. And so that's why I feel this work is so important. Yeah. Can you say more about that connection between money and safety? Absolutely. I think that people stress a lot about money. That's one of those things that we stress the most about in life. And as long as we're focused on that stress, we're not able to focus on other things. Money is the thing that helps us to feel safe and secure. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about this later, but before we can do anything else, we need to build a foundation that helps us to be our very best selves. And building a foundation financially that at least gets you to the place of comfortable is an imperative, in my view, to being able to step into your own personal strength and to build all the other things in life that you want. Yeah, to, to have it as a foundation to be able to really do your work in the world is, is what, I have, what I have seen. If you're constantly worried and stressed out about how you're going to pay the next bill, it makes it really hard to, to step into like, okay, what's my larger work? What's my purpose in the world? It's like, yeah. I can't even pay my phone bill. Right. That's really true. And for me, I mean, I, I love being wealthy. And there are a lot of people that cringe when I say that because, you know, there's this impression of what wealthy people do. But for me, it's about I get to do work that I'm passionate about and that really, really helps people on a very deep level. And I can do it my way without compromising about how I'm going to market or what I'm going to say. I can do it in a way that's more fully me and can have a bigger impact. And I can also do things like I support a school in India for the poor, for, um, for girls' education. Um, I'm very philanthropic in a lot of different areas. So there's a lot of different things that I can do because I have that foundation taken care of. Yeah, that is – thank you for saying that. I, I – um... I've known a lot of people in my life who have a lot of anger um, and a lot of negative projections around wealthy people and around wealth in general and money in general. And, you know, we have all these stories. Money is the root of all evil. Money is dirty, like all these things. And yet I think you are such a shining example of, of what we can do when we do have wealth and of how, how it doesn't have to be in a way of taking advantage of other people, of manipulating other people. You know, there's all of these beliefs that I think a lot of people carry about, oh, well, if you're wealthy, you had to have done X, Y, and Z terrible thing to get there. And, uh, you know, you're, you, you in, in my opinion, are a shining example of how not true that can be. Thank you so much. I had a really interesting conversation. I actually received an award for my book um, last week, which was amazing. It was an amazing experience. And I met 
a lot of amazing women just there's a piece of me that doesn't even know what I was doing in that room. These women were so amazing. And one of them was talking to me about money. And she said, you know, my dad always told me that if you become rich, you're going to be so worried about losing your money and people taking it away and why people like you. So you really should just don't be too worried about becoming rich because it causes so much stress. And my response to her was, that person that is worried about hoarding money and keeping their money and what do people think of me is the same person that is worried about how am I going to pay the bills? Does anybody like me because I'm poor? In other words, we are the same person whether we are poor or wealthy. Well, money is an amplifier of what is inside of us. If you're a beautiful person without money, you're going to be a beautiful person with money as long as you stay true to your core values and your core beliefs. And that's one of the things that I teach everybody. Who are you? Key into who you truly are before we even have a conversation about how you're going to build wealth. Thank you. Yes, this is such a critically important conversation. Um, And I think that it's so true. Money does just amplify. I've, I, I, I just loved it when you said that because I've said that so many times. Money is just an amplifier. And, um, and I think that's part of why so many people are so afraid of it because maybe they haven't done all the work in there and maybe they're afraid of what it's going to amplify inside of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I know for myself and my own wealth journey, there were so many projections that I had on on people in the world of business people who had wealth and and money and it's been such a such a crucial part of the journey to really own those projections find them inside of myself work through them so that that's not what's being amplified and to really land in that okay what is the true center what is the true core and and the heart space that I'm wanting to amplify and grow in this in this process Yeah, I will say, you know, being wealthy and being a good person is not for the faint of heart. (laughs) You know, it really does test who we are and who we want to be in the world. You know, what is it that's really important to us and what is it that we're going to do with that? And it is very easy to slip down that slippery slippery slope of, you know, I have this much money or I am this or I am that or do you know who I am, right? Um, and, and so you do, you know, if it's, if it's a priority for you, then it will challenge you and it will make you stronger and it will make you better. Oh my God. I love you so much. I'm loving this conversation. We have to go to a quick break. Um, And when we get back from the break, we are going to dive into this really juicy conversation about the connection between money and sex and being in alignment with both. Before we go to the break, however, I would love to just give you an opportunity to share how people can find out more about you and your work. Yeah, so I love getting emails from people. Um, And so they can reach me at Monika at coreblisslife.com. And Monika is spelled M-O-N-E-E-K-A at 
core, C-O-R-E, bliss, B-L-I-S-S, life.com. And um, they can also find out more about my work specifically at blissfulinvestor.com. That's blissfulinvestor.com. Beautiful. So we've been talking with Monica Sawyer about sacred money, sacred sex, and sacred bliss. And we're going to go into the high vibe deep dive when we get back. So stay tuned and just we'll be back in just a minute. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, and we're back. Um, so Monica, when, when you and I first connected, we had this really fascinating and fabulous conversation about this connection between money and sexuality and this whole you know root second chakra piece that's being worked out with these topics and I really want to dive more into this with you yay that would be fun let's do it yeah 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 yeah. um so let's talk about this I, I want to hear your perspective on this and and what what your understanding of that connection is Yeah. So let me just start by saying that since I was 16, I have been studying Tantra. And I know that when people hear that word, there's all sorts of interesting impressions. They think it's kinky, sexy. It's all about sex. You know, there's all these impressions about the Western in the Western world about what Tantra is. And so let me just clarify. Tantra is the original yoga. It was created over 5,000 years ago so that people in the Indian caste system who were not designated as yogis still had access to spiritual enlightenment, even through their daily toil. So Tantra is the yoga of living. It's about creating mindfulness and being present no matter what it is that you're doing in life. So whether you're working the field, you're milking a cow, you're doing dishes, you're feeding your child, all of those moments are opportunities for us as human beings to be fully present and attain another step towards spiritual enlightenment. So what are the different things that we do in life that create impact, right? Holding a child, um, taking care of an, old, of an older parent, having sex with the person that we love. Those are all opportunities for us to be fully present and fully experience in every sense of our being what life is about and what's possible for us. Because sex is one of those pieces, of course, that's what everybody is keyed into here in in the Western world because it's sexy and it's exciting. But it's not all that Tantra is. 
Tantra is about the full experience of being alive. And that's just one component. So when I talk about Tantra, I'm talking about the whole being. We have seven chakras. Those chakras, each one provides a resource that we can utilize to be more fully alive and to reach enlightenment. However, in the Western world, a lot of times we only use two, three, if we're really enlightened, maybe four of those chakras. We're not using all of our resources. So that's a lot of what I talk about with people is about utilizing all the resources that we've been given by God, which show up in all of those chakras. So then when we talk about money and we talk about sexuality, those two rest in the first and the second chakras. So the first chakra is all about confidence, security, safety, um, the preservation of ourselves on this planet and staying rooted on this planet. Well, money, as I mentioned in the earlier portion of this show, is all about creating a foundation, right? So that everything else can be built up on top of that. Now we move to the second chakra, and this is our sexual chakra. And um, it's not, it does not represent the sexual organs, but it represents the power of our sexual um energy. So it's all about creativity, joy, playfulness, um, adventure, having big experiencing experiences, really connecting energetically with another person. Um, so all of that is tied up in our second chakra. However, yeah, I, I often think of it as the, you know, that creative energy, the, you know, the, those sex organs, they have the power to create life. They also have the power to create experience, to create you know, buildings to create communities, to create empires, what, what have you, but it's that creative force. Exactly. It's a place of birthing. Mm -hmm. So we birth people, but we also birth businesses, buildings, communities, as you said. Mm -hmm. So that's absolutely true. But how can that birthing happen really well and really fully if the foundation underneath it is crumbling? Mm -hmm. And so that's the, the connection between how money can support everything else that we want to do in life. And then all the other chakras now go on top of that, right? Each one is stacked. I'm loving this conversation so much. And I think it's such an important one and that we don't talk about it enough that there really is, there is a progression. And because I've seen... Um, you know, I'm con in connection with so many people who are so um, expanded in their in their creative focus and in their ability and their willingness to really go there in in talking about creation um, and creativity and you know birthing and I have a lot of connections in the birthing world and yet there is this this disconnect when it comes to money and when right. it comes when it comes to being willing to acknowledge the importance of laying that foundation and the connection between our security and that foundation so i'm just i'm just so glad that we're having this conversation right now yeah me too one of the things that makes me really sad is to see that these people that are doing this amazing work in the world and really creating things for the good of, of humanity and not creating a foundation for themselves so that it's sustainable. 
And eventually, if you don't, if you don't make it sustainable for yourself, you're not going to be able to continue to give. And you're not going to have the reach that you could have. I mean, that's, that's the piece for me in this whole journey, what has really been, it's like, oh, if I, if I actually want to do what these visions I've been given tell me I can do, if I'm actually here to bring about this new paradigm to, to, to take care of, you know, the indigenous lineage holders that I've worked with and to, to support their work in the world, if I'm really, if I'm really here to do that, money is going to be the lubricant that allows me to do that. And I need to make right relation with it. Absolutely. My goodness. Well said. That is so, so true. Because we can only be as big as our foundation will hold. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and, And understand also that the second chakra, that next piece, is really about setting up ourselves for bliss. So when we talk about sacred bliss, that also starts in that second chakra, where joy and playfulness and the full experience of life really begins to happen. Um, and so that, that, that is truly what I would say is the core of bliss. And then it feeds your powered center. It feeds your heart. And then it feeds the voice that goes out there and creates impact. So it all, you know, that as you start from the bottom and you move up and you create strength in each of those chakras, you're able to expand further and further and further and create a bigger impact and do your true work and really connect with what that true work is. Because now once you get into the third eye and the seventh chakra, the crown chakra, now you can really, really connect with what the big work is. But you can't do any of that big work unless your foundation is set. Yeah. I, I, so I want to, I want to dive into this a little bit more because something's coming up for me as we're talking, because I've had this experience of, you know, and I've had this experience in myself and I've also witnessed it in other people where sometimes the, the upper chakras are wide open Mm -hmm. and they're, they're expanded and they're connected and there, there is, there is a, a resonance there. And then what I've seen both in myself and in other people that I have worked with or just known in my life experience is that if those lower chakras have not been worked through, that stuff is going to pull you down every time until you pay attention to it, until you work with it, until you heal it, until you transform it, until you inhabit it. Yes. Um, that you, we can have openings in these other places, yet they can't be fully embodied and acted upon if, if it's like it's not that lit up from the bottom up. Is that, does that resonate with what you understand and know to be? Absolutely. You need to be grounded. See, all of these are resources. If you are really open in one chakra, but you're not in another, you're shutting down resources. You can't be fully open you can. You can be fully open and receiving, but you can't bring it to the world unless you ground it. You ground it through the first chakra. So you need to bring it through your entire being in order for it to be able to show up in the world in the biggest way. Just the same as 
very focused on money with no spirituality, or you're very focused on sex without being grounded or without being spiritual, those that's also closing down other chakras that you have that are resources for you. So you don't you want to keep yourself open in all of those areas in order to be your most expansive self and to be able to bring all the stuff that's coming into you onto the planet and to take action and to create movement around it. You can't just have one or two chakras open and expect that you're going to be able to perform as your very best human self. Yeah. And I, you know, this, this show is called sex, love and superpowers. And, and, um, and I personally have found that sex can be a beautiful healing vehicle to opening some of those chakras. Um, with just working on a purely energetic level, I work with something called the microcosmic orbit, um, which is a way of circulating the energy of orgasm um, through all of the chakras and through the body and, and sort of you know going up and then back down and, and really making sure that there's a circuit there, that there's an easy flow, that all, everything is lit up. And so that on the energetic level um, has been really powerful for me in my sexual practice. And yet what I have also found is that it's kind of like, you know, in there's a lot of in the yoga community, they talk about taking it off the mat and into the world. And for me, it's kind of been like, well, taking it out of the bedroom and into the world, you know, <laughs> like, okay, so then, so what do I do with that then with all this amazing energetic opening that I've been experiencing? How do I then apply that and ground it into, into physical reality, which is where I think the, the, that Tantra work is so powerful. And so it's a, such a powerful path. And it's, it is way more than just sex. You know, it's like, how do, I, how do I bring that energetic opening out into the world? That's exactly right. And this, that sexual energy that you're talking about and the way that you cycle it through and lights up all of your chakras, that's exactly where we start because our sexual power is the, the most intense, powerful energy that we have. Yeah. It creates the most inspiration. It's able to open us up in the biggest way. But then once you're all opened up and you're all lit up, what do you do? And right. that is all about grounding and bringing it back to this planet. And what's really amazing about lighting yourself up that way is that you become a magnet. Like once you're fully open, you become a magnet to the things that are going to help you and move you forward. The resources that are available to you, both spiritually and physically, right? And then if we stay grounded and we stay fully alive, we can utilize all of that to achieve our mission. Mm, I love it. So, um, so let's talk a little bit more. I would just love for people to be able to hear what working with you looks like. So right now, because of what I'm seeing in the world, I am very, very focused on build, helping people to build wealth. However, I don't want them to be building wealth in a way that is misaligned with who they are, because it's that misalignment that then causes people to do kind of weird things in the world. <laughs> and so um, we start with aligning with who you are, what your core values are, really getting to know yourself. And then we start to talk about building wealth. 
My favorite way of building wealth, as you know, is through real estate. And so my workshops and mastermind are around real estate. So we start with you and then we move towards that. And then we build strategies based on who you are and what you discovered about yourself and what your goals are and what your values are. And then I give you the strategies. We'll even talk about mindset, which is very, very important. And then we talk about what I call heart set. And this is the bliss piece. This is the piece where we talk about how to be blissful, how to be joyful, how to manage those emotions so that even when you're dealing with challenges, you can, you can make good decisions that are going to support your life, your business, and yourself. So that's what I teach my students in my workshops and in my mastermind. Beautiful. And, and people can find out more about those workshops at your website, blissfulinvestor.com. Yes. Um, and are those localized in California or do you travel around and offer them? Do you ever do them virtually? What's your, what's the way that you extend that offering? Yeah, you know, I have had international students, and so I've had to go virtual, um, which turned out I was kind of nervous about that at first, and now I love it. Oh, my God, it's so much fun. So we do it on Zoom, and because of that, I keep the class size to about 12 to 15 people because I want everybody to be able to see each other on the screen and really be able to relate to one another and feel like they're in a safe space. So the classes are not big. We do it on Zoom. I probably do it about every couple of months, and it's a two-day workshop, usually on a Saturday and Sunday from about 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then the uh, mastermind is where we expand on that, so that's once a month, and there's some other things involved in that also, and those are also on the phone, so people don't have to travel. They can experience it all in the comfort of their own home. Beautiful. Um I just want to thank you so much. This conversation has just been so amazingly, wonderfully juicy for me. And I'm hoping that it has been also for our listeners that people have received a lot of value from it. Before we go, is there, is there anything else that you really feel called to, to share or speak? Yes. Remember, bliss is your birthright. So choose to live your bliss every single day. Mm. Thank you so much, Monica Sawyer. We've been talking about sacred money, sacred sex, and sacred bliss. Once again, her website is blissfulinvestor.com. It's been such an honor to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. Um, and until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more fully. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.